to the Cock and Bull Podcast, a largely inconsistent program that does not abide by the rules of time or scheduling. Ha-ha! I'm Spencer Faust, that was Nathan Faust, and Nathan, the year is 1925. Oh, goody, 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 the Roaring Twenties, the Prohibition Era. Could we drink back then? I don't think so. I don't think we could. Uh, Great Gatsby's doing his thing, dying in a pool. Yes. Uh, we ran over a lady with a big car. Um, yes. Also, it needs to be stated quietly up front that I am filled with not only the energy of a of an Aldi's brand Red Bull, but my professional sports team is on the brink of doing something they have not done in my entire lifetime. And so I may, at varying points, explode with an amount of energy that is um, um, uncontainable and uneditable. Now that we painted a thorough enough picture, picture 1925 roaring 20s i just want to uh you know help out those people that aren't paying attention at the beginning and keep rewinding 30 seconds because they forgot the year that's good no that's solid 19 guys if you're not aware this is happening in 1925 1925 nathan in a little state called missouri i'm familiar with that state yeah and it's going on and it's things and if anybody says it's Missouri, that's perfectly fine. No, we that's are ranked fucking not. Nathan, that's Nathan. not how an I sounds. We're ranked 27th in education. They can't help it that they're dumb. Now, My I wife think, is trying. <laughs> I think we've covered one guy from Missouri, uh, Mr. Joseph Nash McDowell. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Matt, McDowell, McDowell was a hometown boy for sure. Mad doctor of St. Louis. Well, we're getting a little further from St. Louis this time. In fact, we're much closer to you on this episode as we dive into Route 66 and the Merrimack River. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Merrimack is absolutely like in my backyard. It floods and causes me to not be able to go places. In 1925, close to Eureka, Missouri. This is like my hometown tale. I'm loving this. Plots of land were being sold for a little place called Times Beach. Six Flags. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> not Six Flags. This is not the story of Six Flags. God damn it. I was very excited. Six Flags is in Eureka, for those who didn't know. The Screaming Eagle may make an appearance. It's not. It's <laughs> never too late. They started at just $67.50, just under $1,000 today for these plots. That's and they were being sold. They are being sold to St. Louis residents marketed as a vacation town for the affluent. That makes a lot of sense because that's yeah yeah you, you're it's 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 for those who don't know it's I mean from a from St Louis it would be a roughly like thirty minute drive so mm-hmm. down the highway it's far enough away that they could they would be away from the 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 unwashed masses and they could have their nice little and it's a nice area it's a it's before it got built up it's a real it's a real pretty area so I could I could see this yeah. it's all jives yeah and they were at, they were even advertising it as 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 close as seventeen miles from downtown St Louis which I think might be a stretch but. Not a not an unreasonable one. I think as one. the crow flies, it may be 17 miles, but if you're taking major interstates, uh, you'd be pushing it. So these uh, 20 to 100 foot plots were being sold by the now defunct St. Louis Star Times, uh, a newspaper. And your purchase of that sweet, sweet Merrimack land got you a six month newsy subscription as like a little now, side package. Now, now this is interesting to me because. Um, I understand cross-branding and, you know, getting into different markets and, uh, and vertical integration and all that. When did the newspaper become the real estate company as well? I think, Nathan, this might be the reason it is now defunct. That that does sound a lot, lot, lot more likely, yeah, because that seems like a weird, weird flex for them. Uh, named after themselves, that's where Times Beach comes from, the Star Times. Oh, okay. All right. This makes sense. Now, guys, other other thing. Uh, uh, being a Missouri resident, I do not know what Spencer is about to tell me, but 
I do have this weird ominous foreboding about Times Beach, this whole area. So um, I, I am I am on edge, and I would like you to be on edge with me because this is one of the times where I know Spencer is about to be mean to me. I just don't know why and how. The sweltering heat and discomfort of the city are unknown at Times Beach, a full-page ad once read. That's just, it, I, I'm sorry, guys. I've been to Eureka. There is humidity there, too. It doesn't, you don't get away from it. <laughs> no, well, hang on. You you didn't go when the magic sorcerers put up that barrier. Oh, yeah. well, yes. Yes, that's why they're... When the so technomancers put up the bubble, I, I forgot about that that time, brief time during so the 20s. much, so much of that newspaper money was being sunk into an anti-humidity barrier. <laughs> I forgot that Biodome was based on the Times Beach experience, <laughs> based, based on a true Midwestern story. Sweet vacation homes, however, are just one of the handful of luxuries that went by the wayside when the Great Depression hit four years later in 1929. Yeah, that all that all jives. The big giant vacation homes are definitely a Gatsby era thing, not as so much a dust bowl thing. Gasoline rationing made the trip difficult, even for those that could afford it, and believe me, very few could afford it. Not only that, but it was a risky place to live due to the constant flooding we mentioned earlier. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, I can't imagine that uh, that God's angry wrath of the river did not uh, not befall them as it befalls us today. Now, if you were looking for work, you didn't have much to go off either. The town historically had a small grocery store and gas station on Route 66, and that was about it. All told, uh, just about a thousand people lived in this town full-time, straddling the line between middle class and lower class. Now, the roads, Nathan. Uh, the road that you take there now is considered to be a hellacious murder trap. <laughs> so, uh, that's in the year of our Lord 2019. So, I am not I am not thoroughly expecting much from 1929-era Modot. So we've got a town that on paper had big hopes, and it flopped. But it kept on as a lower middle class town, which is why we lurch forward to the 70s. An entire decade, uh, my mother refuses to add details to any of her stories. <laughs> yes, that is a, 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 I think we've probably mentioned on the podcast before, but if you ask my mother about her childhood in any particular specifics, the only way she will describe it is, it was the 70s. And, uh, and does that, that is, <laughs> does that mean... Does it mean drugs? Does it mean wild, promiscuous sex? Does it have anything to do with the serial killer she grew up down the road from? All of I, these questions I, won't be answered, so I'm making it your problem. They, they won't, but uh, based on the fact that her and her best friend were notorious for, like, like they had, like, all-season passes to, like, the hot concert scenes that come through, I'm worried that it is a variation of drugs and weird groupie behavior that I don't want to reconcile with my mother right now. But anyway, anyway, Times Beach uh, was a small town, and such, I mean, as such, it had dirt roads. And dirt roads are a fine way to cut down on costly infrastructure, but it also lends itself to a big dust problem. It, it does lead itself to a big dust problem. Also, when this aforementioned flooding happens, it makes them a little less awesome. Yeah. So I didn't even know that dust was a big problem for small towns, much less that it had a solution. Turns oh, out, oh, though. Oh, look at you. Look at you, city boy, not having to deal with our dust problems that we deal with out here in the country. Really? <laughs> really? Come on. Get off your ivory throne looked, of not having dirt roads, fuckhead. I look down upon you. Turns out, though. 
that you can keep the dusty roads held down with a spray of oil. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was, uh, I'm pretty sure that's why you would like tar it because it would clump it together so that it wouldn't really be able to like roll around quite a bit. We do it on, uh, we do it on the, the, the more unpacked roads out here. So the city turned to a local man with a reputation for sweet dirt roads. (laughs) Why do I imagine that man with a piece of straw in between his teeth and, uh, and, uh, and a weird, a weird straw hat and, uh, and some suspenders? Why is that the guy that I'm imagining right now? That's a pretty good picture for a man named Russell Bliss. And he was a, he was a waste hauler by trade. (laughs) He was, so he was a trash man with a better title? Uh, He was a long distance trash man. Uh, a long, oh, 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 so he didn't just take the trash to your local dump. No, he took it far, far away to somebody that's else's a, dump. That's a fact. Uh, Bliss's property, apart from his day job, his property was flawless in its dirt roads. These things made no mess whatsoever. And what was his secret, Nathan? What was his secret? That's, was it that's hard a, work? No, no, absolutely not. That 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 wouldn't be a good cock and bull. Well, Bliss just knew uh, what he was doing, I guess. I mean, Bliss didn't have a background in making roads. He just had a good habit of maintaining them. In fact, he even had good remedies for keeping dust off of stables. He'd sprayed a friend's stable and kept it dust-free like you wouldn't believe. What is he? Did, so it's safe enough for horses. It's pretty enough for the eye. Let's get this guy in Times Beach. Did he? Uh, did he invent like Teflon? Like, what is he doing here? Like, <laughs> this is this is very odd to me. He's just got the right oil, it sounds like. Is this like. Scotch Guard? Is this the thing that Grandma made me put on the couch before I was able to, like, sit on it because she didn't <laughs> trust me with my can of Coca-Cola? <laughs> In 1972, Bliss is contracted to get to work in Times Beach. His main routine was just spraying the road with waste motor oil. Okay, because waste motor oil... Um, like I, I, I change my oil in my, my, my car and or my lawnmower and, mm-hmm. uh, I have to go, there's a lot of federal regulation saying what I can and cannot do with that oil. Um, That's and I assume that is for very good reason. That's a fact. That's a fact. There are, but it was the seventies, Nathan. It oh, was the seventies. It was the seventies. So, so, so we do, we definitely know that the idea of government regulation did not exist. <laughs> it's absolute anarchy on a social and societal level, Nathan. So, so the man hauls waste. He's got this waste oil, fucking best of both worlds. He's going green. Yeah. Bliss was so good at this side gig that he kept at it for four years. That's a, that's a pretty good side hustle. Four years of being the oily road guy, which to me sounds actually like like a thing you see in like James Bond car chases. I didn't know it was a public service. It's <laughs> about to say when I think of oil on the road, I think of that as a hazard or like a thing in a Mario Kart race, like not real, a, not a good thing that helps me drive better. I can't wait for Mario Kart Nine when you dump crude oil all over the road. <laughs> Why do I think there's like an oil sick? There has to be like an ink. Is like inky involved? Is there an inking thing? There has to be some concept of that. No, 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 Nathan. It's BP crude oil and Lakitu (laughs) does cite you at the end of the race. Yeah, you got, oh, you got the trophy. You got the trophy. You also have heaping fines. You are not allowed in the Mushroom Kingdom anymore. Uh, so I, 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 this is this is the game that Reggie would have made. Yes, he was he was so bold, and that's why they got rid of him. That's why they had to kill him. He eventually put it aside and retired on a high note, and the town thanked him for his service in 1976. So meanwhile, a curious trend was noticed. You remember the horse stable that I mentioned? 
I do. The one where he covered it with the oil and it was safe and everything was fine and we're all happy and no one's sad. Well, back in 1971, a year before he even started at Times Beach, not long after Bliss had sprayed that stable, the owners reported a noxious burning odor that came from the stable. Uh, mm. While farmhands tended to the horses, they noticed birds dropping off the roof like flies. And whatever Bliss had sprayed, he sprayed 2,000 gallons of it, and he swore it was motor oil. Yeah. yeah when the now, I, I do know one thing. When I change the oil in my car, uh, it, <laughs> local wildlife do not start dying around me. Now, listen, when the owners approached him, uh, after all 62 horses died. Okay. All right. I'll go. Good. Good. This is Silence swore, of the Lambs, but for horses. Swore up and down. It was just used motor oil. And the horses well, apparently used motor oil is not a good thing to be using if it's a horse murdering agent. But what if the horses just got a disease? Horse flu? Pardon pardon me for saying this. What if it was the galloping TB? <laughs> I, I fucking hate you so much right now in, in ways that I can barely describe. Whatever it was, the noxious burning oil had nothing to do with it. No, of course not. There's no there's no possible way that was at hand. But these reports just keep adding up. Because he didn't just do this on the roads of Times Beach or in just one stable. He was hitting lots of stables across the area, and horses were dying by the truckload. Eventually, they stopped taking his word for it, because fool me once. <laughs> kill, <laughs> How many horses must die for this? Kill 60 horses once, shame on you. Eventually, they, they, they're, they're done with his excuses, and they go to the CDC, and the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, starts conducting investigations, and in 1979... I have a hard time believing that the CDC existed in the 70s. I don't know why. I just don't... I cannot imagine men in weird plaid checkered suits also doing <laughs> anything close to actual science they um well if it makes you feel about it, it took them eight like eight years it's 1979 for them to start actually looking into it ah so we're much closer to it being the 80s where they are fueled by cocaine and reaganomics that's a fact uh in 1979 the cdc starts finding consistent yet troubling patterns in Bliss's work across the area. What Bliss hadn't mentioned was that he was subcontracted to haul waste, not just for any company, but for the Northeastern Pharmaceutical and Chemical Company. CDC, CDC compliance had a running theory by this point, but it wasn't really confirmed until a whistleblower for NEPACO, as I will abbreviate it, came forward. Bliss's oil was loaded with dioxin, Agent Orange. Oh! Oh, dear sweet baby Jesus, why? For what possible years. re- How? How? We had been through Vietnam. We were aware of what Agent Orange did. For four years, Bliss had sprayed almost millions of gallons of Agent Orange into the soil of Times God. Beach. Oh my God, why? The CDC- CDC passed the information on to the EPA, and in 1982, it was confirmed that the dioxin was still extremely potent in the soil of Times Beach. Oh, it was, you don't say! It was only as this information came to light that the Merrimack River did that thing it does where it flooded. Uh-huh, yeah, that totally thing, it definitely does. Now, oh, god damn it. 
The only so way I'm getting through this, guys, is imagining that when the EPA gets called in, it is that guy from Ghostbusters, um, and that's the only thing kind of tethering me to some sort of sanity right now, so just just know that that's how I'm getting through this. On December 5th, the, the river jumped its banks, and quickly, the entire town was submerged. Houses were ripped from oh their foundations, trailers thrown around, flood stage was 18.5 feet, and the river crested at 43 feet. What, what year was this? 1982. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that jives. Yeah, that jives. Yeah, 82. And then we had another one in 92, I think. This is immediately after we find out that the soil is loaded with Agent Orange. We found out that the soil was loaded with Agent Orange. And then we had, and then God said, ha ha ha, let's mix that juice up and cover everything in it. So people were rescued in boats. Some were trapped in their homes. Others tried to, to drive out through rising water following roads they couldn't see. It was nearly a week before people could even begin the daunting task of rebuilding or questioning if they even wanted to rebuild. Probably. I'm guessing the fact that your city was just doused in the same shit we poured all over fucking Hanoi is not a uh, not a good thing. And you say that, but the stubbornness of, of Midwestern small town folk would astonish oh, you. Oh, God, yeah, no, I, we are known for the, well, the tornado came through, I guess we're going to rebuild. That's, that's a stereotype, it exists, but it's real. We keep fucking doing it every time we flood these rivers that flood all the time, and yet the Chesterfield Valley, which is a giant floodplain, is developed into this wild commercial endeavor. I cannot wait for the angry hand of God to punish these people for their hubris. <laughs> This is coming from a man who, who who had to slave away in that mall. If there is a place, salt the earth of Chester, like, like wash it away, salt it with, salt it with Agent Orange so that nothing can grow again. Let it be gone. Eastern Missouri will thank you for it. So only a small portion of, of these ironclad Viking residents ever even came back. <laughs> uh, the town and surrounding cities became paranoid that everything was a side effect of Agent Orange. And you were right to fear it. I mean, this was like the worst uh, atrocity we committed on the planet was inventing this stuff. I mean, I mean, well, let's not get carried away. We invented capitalism, son. Hang on, I'm talking America, the United States specifically. We invented a very specific kind of capitalism that was aggressive. Good. And did we, aggressive did kind. We, did we come up with Agent? No, yeah, Bayer came up with Zyklon B. We came up with Agent Orange. That's right. Yes. One of our fun pharmaceutical companies. Uh, Monsanto, I believe, a St. Louis company that has now been bought by Bayer, uh, I'm pretty sure, came up with Agent Orange. And that's a fun merger of massive companies. Companies creating chemicals that murder things. Well, Nathan, it's just, it's, I love corporate tag teams. You know how cute it is when Taco Bell and KFC and Pizza Hut are all hanging out in the same roof? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely this a thing. This is like the same thing. It's like the same thing, but they make lethal weapons of war. So the town and surrounding cities, uh, they're, they're horrified. They're paranoid about this Agent Orange. Generations of Vietnamese were scarred forever by this stuff children born without eyes other things that aren't funny on a comedy podcast like that's a thing you just said you didn't like warn me that was coming for fuck's sake nope 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 just people born without eyes that's so, not this is like the hills have eyes but the hills have no eyes and it's terrifying not e not even holes for the eyes it's just it's just skin there's just that, not anything related to eyes it's there, horrible there it's will terrifying. be no link there will be no links to no pictures for any of this <laughs> 
people with too many arms. It's awful. It's Mortal Kombat, but people have to actually live with it. So a few days after uh, the town reopens, the city receives results from its soil tests. The townspeople couldn't afford, though, to have those results quantified to them. That oh. wasn't just a charitable service. You had to pay to know My. just how fucked you were. So they My. were given only yes or no answers on yes or no for the worst chemical known to man. This is a fun and exciting new game that we're playing 20 questions with the EPA and the CDC. So for both PCBs and dioxin, it was a yes. Uh, the city's mayor, Joe Campstick, didn't like the sound of yes, so he needed to look out for his family, and he resigns and leaves. Sid Hammer, who was chairman of the board of aldermen, became acting mayor, while Marilyn Leisner became acting chairwoman. But then it shakes up even more. The town gets divided on how to proceed. Those of them that came back to get their things that still owned land... Only half of them want to apply for a buyout, but the other half wants to stay because it's Missouri and they're stubborn, even if Agent Orange is literally in their garden. Yeah, no, that 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 jives. That jives. It tracks, right? It makes sense. It's dumb, but it makes sense. Sid Hammer, the new mayor, well, he wants to stay. His wife doesn't. So he sticks to this position right up until his wife divorces him and leaves, at which point Sid is sad, doesn't want to be mayor, and he leaves. That's a weird hill to die on, dude. It's, it's weird. It's, he dies upon it right up until his wife actually leaves him, and then he says, well, I don't want to be mayor anymore. So now, you're not, now you have no wife and no mayor. You got none yep. of the things you wanted. You lose. Nope. No fizzy lipstick drinks. That was a lose-lose. She gathered, uh, Marilyn Leisner takes over as mayor, and she gathers hundreds of signatures uh, to appeal to Reagan for an EPA buyout. <laughs> please, King Reagan, please. <laughs> no, fuck you. No, we're going to cut taxes and let you help yourself, because that's how Reagan... They appealed to Ronald Reagan to help them? Are you kidding me? Ronald Reagan probably thought, good, the poor folk are dying. This is useful for me. And, and Reagan airlifted some lifting belts for your bootstraps. That fucking vampire goddamn Alzheimer's-ridden maniac. Oh, but he, act, he acted with a monkey, so he was fun. Fuck him. It was, also, he was so fun. Also, Agent Orange uh, developed uh, a lot a lot closer to you than it was to me, because um, it was developed at the University of Illinois Champaign-Urbana. How about that? That's not far from me. It's not. It's not. It was developed by the, uh, I mean, the U.S. Mil the Department of the Army uh, uh, contracted a botanist to do it, but uh, but he he did it through his employer at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. That poor plant boy. That poor, poor plant boy. He just oh, wanted he knew to, what he, he was to doing. He knew what he was fucking doing. He wanted to save the plants, but in the end, he became the monster. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, yeah. So the EPA, uh, surprisingly, does buy out the town for $32 million. And they evacuate everybody by 1985. Only took them like three years. No big deal. This is literally like the. This is like on the level of uh, what's the Centralia. This is like our version yes. of Centralia. Yes, it is. It's very much Centralia. Yeah, the the eternally burning coal fire. Look that up. Uh, Centralia, Pennsylvania. That's a that's a fun fun story. That there's another a dollar better podcast. There's a, yeah, there's a, a better podcast sure. has told it. So we're we're but, not going to. But this is, I, if I remember correctly, weren't these like That would be the, this timeline almost lines up. Like these yes, are happening very very close to each other. 
yeah, too close to each other. Uh, for decades around uh, Times Beach, billboards would warn people driving through the ghost town to stay in your car, keep the windows up, drive slowly, and just avoid this place if you can. It was uh, disincorporated from the state by Governor John Ashcroft in 1985. Cool. In the coming years, thousands of lawsuits were filed against Bliss, Napaco, and its subcontractors. And I'm sure the- those went gloriously. I'm sure everyone was compensated appropriately. Aaron Brockovich showed up to help. Um, and none of these major fucking assholes got away with this. Oh, well, it's funny you mentioned that. Yeah, I mean, Bliss's practices were questioned. Uh, he was never implicated or convicted of a crime. Of course as to the not. Lawsuits, as to the lawsuits involving the chemical companies, no laws were in effect by this point that regulated the disposal of hazardous waste, so therefore can't do anything to him. Yeah, but no, guys, we don't need, no, no, regulation is bad. You don't need, government just gets in the way. We need to let the free <laughs> Big- market decide. Big government wants to... <laughs> Big government won't let me have Agent Orange in my carrot patch. I'm fucking... Wah. Fucking so mad. For years after the evacuation, the site sat silent behind barricades protecting the curious public from the toxic threat while the federal government decided what to do. They still hadn't... Ha- they didn't have a plan of action. It took until 1996... In 1997, for the government to remove 265,000 tons of contaminated soil and debris from Times Beach and 28 other sites in eastern Missouri at a cost of $110 million. An incinerator was built on the Times Beach site by a company called Syntex, uh, who was the parent company of Napaco. So after the soil was incinerated, the incinerator was dismantled and the site was turned over to the state. The, the national attention from the incident pushed the EPA to more strongly regulate toxic waste disposal and spurred the cleanup of dozens of toxic waste sites all across the country. So, something kind of okay came out of this. Yay! I mean, we got- <laughs> and I'm sure that regulation has since been rolled way the fuck back. Because oh, for Rick sure. Perry is the head of the fucking EPA right now. For sure. Nothing builds character quite like dioxin. So... Uh, today, the long-term effects of Agent Orange on the citizens of Times Beach haven't actually fully been studied and are not oh, yet known. No, because that would require us to give a shit. For um, sure. Oh, God. Keep going. Today, Times Beach is better known as Route 66 State Park. Just a short drive from Six Flags St. Louis, you can check out the Visitor Center, which was once a hotel and has been since converted into a museum devoted to the Times Beach incident. Uh, I want to throw a thanks to Legends of America, St. Louis Magazine, uh, for this info. That was, oh. it's, it's all, there's also a handy video by Austin McConnell. It's like, it's pretty funny and informative. That's good. Um, um, and while, well, you go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Because but I don't know if we were close to wrapping up, but if we were, I, I felt the need as we were doing this to, uh, to, to keep digging as I sometimes do throughout our, our episode, um, and and when I when I was looking at Agent Orange because I hate myself, I found this and uh, and this is on Monsanto's website. Monsanto, a company that has now been again subsumed by Bayer, the company that invented heroin and helped uh-huh. incl- and helped the Nazis develop Zyklon B, um, mm-hmm. a, a fun company that you all know because they make aspirin. Um, 
so I'm gonna read this verbatim because I I I think it is I think it bears reading. <clears throat> More than 40 years ago, Agent Orange was one of 15 herbicides used by the U.S. military as a defoilant in the Vietnam War. Hard pause, they didn't make it, but I have to, because then with no pause, they said, to protect and save the lives of U.S. soldiers. I, there And there's nothing to indicate strong irony. You're sure this is actually... This is on Monsanto's corporate website. It was a unique mixture of two common herbicides that had been used separately in the United States since the 40s. The government named the mixture Agent Orange because of the orange band that was painted on the containers of the material. From 65 to 69, the former Monsanto company, they're calling it that now because it's been subsumed by Bayer, uh, manufactured Agent Orange for the U.S. military as a wartime government contractor. The current Monsanto company has maintained responsibility for this product since 2002. From 65 to 69, the Monsanto company was one of nine wartime contractors who manufactured Agent Orange. The government set specifications for making it and determined when and how it was used. Agent Orange was only produced for and used by the government, which is interesting, uh, given what we just found out here. Um, uh-huh. The use of Agent Orange as a military herbicide in Vietnam continues to be an emotional subject for many people. Are you kidding me? <laughs> people get a little. People are getting a little, uh, a little antsy about this. People, a little bit. Of, there's some crybabies on some ends of the aisle about this one. I want to break to Asian two. affairs specialist Michael Martin notes. At the time the herbicides were used, there was little consideration within the U.S. military about potential long-term environmental and health effects in Vietnam. It's almost like that's just not how the military operates and they don't really care about the long-term consequences of atomic bombs and chemical warfare. So, I love the phrase to protect the lives of American soldiers in the Vietnam War because, A, that's a nice way of saying we offensively were destroying all of their crops. Uh B, even our, like... This is in no way to say that we were the victims, because in the grand scheme of things, generations of Vietnamese suffered way more from this. Oh, but yeah. Also, that was American a complete veterans. imperialist war action. Every single person in that, every single person in that war was, was it was just an imperialist war. Everyone, everyone who went there was helping fight an imperialist war. It is garbage. Granted, a lot of the, the Americans that went to fight in that were drafted and didn't yep, choose yep. to go there. Yep, yep. So was Muhammad Ali. You could choose not to go. So if you, if you went and you were forced to to spray this fucking countryside in Agent Orange and destroy the lives of farmers and civilians, uh, a lot of those soldiers actually came back with, like, horrible body-sized rashes from this stuff. I mean, like, cancer. You name uh-huh. it. They, they suffered. They didn't suffer to the, the, the birth defects degree that the Vietnamese did, but still... I love the I love the phrase oh, yeah, no, that it was the, to the thing that was made the Americans. To, the only ostensible benefit you could have for it, the only thing you could con- you could even justify creating it for, was even that didn't even work. Next paragraph, because this one's fun too. Jesus. As a result, the governments that were involved most often take responsibility for resolving any consequences of the Vietnam War, including any relating to the use of Agent Orange. U.S. courts have determined that wartime contractors such as Monsanto, who produced Agent orange for the government are not responsible for damage claims associated with the chemical oh, that's that's a very convenient oh, really? finding 
the American, the U.S. courts determined that the U.S. company that built the weapon that the U.S. used to murder Vietnamese are not responsible. Huh. I wonder if that would be different if maybe, I don't know, an impartial <laughs> jury was adjudicating the affair. Oh. God, this is on Monsanto's website. <laughs> Why would you even do this? Imagine who, in having... PR, who in PR decided that this needed to happen? <laughs> who, may, who wrote the press kit for Agent Orange in 2019? Who Why? is actively doing that? Why would you <laughs> not just be like, we fucked up? Who's, Why who's... are you still trying to defend it? Graduate with a BA in communication, you start your internship at Monsanto, you sit in your cubicle, and then fucking big, big boss comes walking down the aisle and says, hey... Uh, so your job, your job's writing the new snazzy blog post about that war crime we did. Have fun. Oh, you only what? get a 10 minute smoke break. This, no, this that, is not paid. 